0: Hi, I'm Dr. Barbara Becker Holstein, and welcome back to Old Time Radio Days. Sit back, put your feet up, try to feel relaxed, get rid of that big patch of anxiety deep in your stomach. Your stomach, my stomach, all of our stomachs, mm-hmm. you know, I know it's there, I know it, try to put it aside, and join Debbie Stores Higgins and myself Dr. Barbara Becker Holstein as we talk about everything that's just about fit to print in our own lives and also many general topics that are on all of our minds right now. And um, we are going to begin with a little review of what, Debbie? What is our- uh, but, Well, but we have, everybody has
1: COVID fatigue. And um, well, we're, we're always thinking about our topics, what we're gonna talk about. But there's a couple, I, I realized something about it. There are actually some things I like since COVID. Now that sounds sick and everybody's gonna go, Debbie's lost her mind. But I found there are some things that because COVID has everything in a wacky kind of Kayana Scotsy way, which means life out of balance, it also has made other things that revved up too high slow down. And um, I noticed a couple of them and maybe you noticed a couple of them. So um, I don't know if you want me to start with the one. Yeah, you start
0: and uh, I'll join in.
1: Well... Just to give a little background, um, and I know if anybody listened to the show, it's been going on about moving out of my family home, and I really hate going to doctors, but when I was carrying boxes, I missed a step going down the stairs, and I completely tore a muscle in my groin, which was horrendous. And I always think, okay, it's gonna get better. I've ridden horses my whole life, I'll shake it off. But I'm 66 now, it didn't shake off so well. So I said, I better go to the doctor. I really didn't know what it was. You envision all these things. Do you have you know, cancer, do you have this, what is it? Well, when I went to the doctor, and I'm sure a lot of people have gone, now you make an appointment, but some doctors and two of my doctors, When you went in their waiting room, it looked like the railroad scene from Gone with the Wind. There were people everywhere, like all kind of laying all over and looking like crazy. Now you wait in the car, you read a nice magazine or you can eat a sandwich or whatever you're doing. And they call you to come in and you go right in. And I thought, oh, my God, was that great. I absolutely loved it because otherwise it was stressful. You're sitting with people that you didn't know what they had and it was just uncomfortable. And so I found that to be amazing and I wish it would stay that way. And the other thing I noticed is Black Friday. Now, Black Friday has always gone on, I guess it's been a big thing for the past 15 years, the day after Thanksgiving. And as we all know, people trample each other, they go into Walmart, they're knocking fences down, they're ripping TVs out and smashing each other. Well, there's none of that now. There's none of it. And they've kind of the stores have kind of extended Black Friday. It seems like it's two-week Black Friday now. But they showed all the stores that normally have this crazy, you know, frenzy of nutsy people and they're waiting in line from midnight to the next morning, none of that, all gone. And I think those are two things that are amazing mm-hmm. and I wish they would stay. So that was my observance. All right.
0: Well, my uh, reactions are a little bit <clears throat> on a different theme. I have found that being home so much of the time has been kind of restful. And I don't feel like I'm um, as constantly running places, and I've been forced to experiment with new things. For example, to some extent, I order my food online, and I like that. I think that's really neat. You order it from the supermarket, Barbara? Where do I you order, order it? it? Yes, I'm going to remain nameless. Which one I'm using? But, okay. Um, you know. Why go to the store if things are relatively the same price and um, I don't jeopardize myself? And it just feels, it's, it's nothing that I miss. You know, certain things I miss. Like I hope I will live long enough to go to some fabulous department stores again in my life that's not so easy, because a lot of them are folding. Yeah. Uh, some of the best are in Europe. There's nothing like <clears throat> walking through a fabulous department store to actually feel as close to ecstasy without a relationship <laughs> except to the department <laughs> store. Yeah. You know? Like Harrods, going through yeah. Harrods or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, Bergdorf goodness. Uh, a sense of uplift and fascination, being close to a million people of different ethnicities and from different parts of the world and tumbling through with them and then sitting somewhere and getting a tea or um, some small sandwich to eat. And then going back to the bins again where These beautiful scarves are and whatever, whatever, you know, the makeup, the scarves, the um, cosmetics. And um, it's like just some sort of joy pouring through me. And certain, but to me, shopping in a supermarket never has been like that. To me, it's just a duty that had to be done. So I enjoy ordering in. And I enjoy taking pictures. I've been taking photographs on my cell phone for the last eight or nine months of just trees, branches, flowers, um, things that the kids have written on the sidewalks, you know, with a lot of chalk, with um, stay happy and different...
1: Yeah, I've noticed a lot of chalk right yeah.
0: on the sidewalk. You me. know, the kids, they're... Done rainbows and things like that and um so for me it has been a kind of pleasant experience at home um so but underlying all of it i think really as a psychologist i need to mention that underlying all of it for most of us is the anxiety of either getting sick or having someone we love get sick and um that that is there and um i try to explain to my clients that a lot of the um things that happen to them in their bodies they start to get indigestion or headaches or they're awake three o'clock in the morning that all of this is very normal the our systems are trying to adapt living with less certainty around many basic things in our lives. Yeah. And what happens is for a lot of people, we go into our bodies where the weak spots are. You know, if we tend to get a backache, we might get a backache. Um, Of course, some people don't have any symptoms like that, but a lot of people do. One of the Mm -hmm. symptoms that I find my clients and a lot of people I know have is some form of anxiety. And you can't remember what day of the week it is. Yeah,
1: that's a big thing they said on the radio. People yeah. can't remember uh, what it is. There's and that's funny because we still are yeah. doing things.
0: Yes. But why is that?
1: Why is I can that?
0: tell I can tell explain that a little bit. Okay. Some of the research. The way the brain works in terms of storing memories is of course short-term, long-term, all of that. But another way it works is it's always looking for markers. So you wake up in the morning and someone comes to the door and says, Debbie, you want a million dollars. Here are the balloons and you know, blah, blah, blah. You right. remember that morning the rest of your life. Right. That's a marker for the brain. But if your morning is just the same old cereal and you know, picking the paper out of the front, uh, getting off the stoop, and just you know, r- routine, routine, yeah, mundane stuff. Yeah. And you're doing less uh, in the sense you're not even out at the movie house on Saturday night. Maybe you're not out at the Chinese restaurant on Thursday night. You know, you're you're bring. It's repetitive. The brain ignores that stuff. It's like, hey, I don't want to see that stuff again. And it doesn't record it in a filing place in your brain. So we really lose the structure that helps us remember what um, what day of the week it is. And it's not that we're losing any mental powers. It's all still there. It's just that our bodies conserve energy in all sorts of ways when things don't seem relevant. So, that's That's
1: why that's why prison must be bad i mean just think about yes that's why you think oh you know well you know how bad can it be they're getting three meals a day and you Mm -hmm. know and whatever they're not getting put to death or something if they've done something terrible but it's just the the same thing walking in the yard it's it's like you know a a monkey in a cage or something Mm -hmm. you
0: know really Yeah. yeah So one yeah. thing I look forward to is more variety in my life when hopefully uh, a lot of this passes. And for all of us, because we need, we need the excitement. And one of the ways that we are finding reasonable excitement today that I'd say is harmless is the uh, all the streaming... Films like Netflix and all the different companies that now. And I was thinking if this had happened 20 years ago, we would have been much less able than we even are now to get some of that buzz when you're excited over something. And now, um, for example, for me, there are at least two series that have totally mesmerized me. Like I can't wait to sit down for an hour in the evening and watch the next episode. And um, one okay, of the, what are they? yeah, I'm going to tell you one is Shit's Creek. I you love Shit's Creek, you said. I yeah. love it. I think that there's a piece of all of us in one of the major characters. If you look and you examine, they are dealing with exaggerated but real problems that we all deal with over a lifetime and they're adorable in their own ways. And if I see uh, the the woman who plays the wife and mother, I see her (laughs) go into her closet and hide there. Now I've never really done that, but I get it. I think I could do it. I don't wanna do it, but I get it. And the next time she puts on a white and black outfit that is totally unsuitable, for this small little town they now have lived in, in a motel. The next time she dares to work, the, walk out in that crazy outfit, all I can think is, I've done that a hundred times myself, not uh-huh. wildly, but I'm at the edge of the spectrum because I love Bohemia and all, you know, I, yeah, yeah, just talking about that. I love that stuff. Yeah. And the other program that I'm really crazy about crown
1: i now, loved it this year yeah.
0: now uh-huh. i i realize that it's a uh, fiction when you hear them talk no one you know that's not an exact oh story. but
1: boy is it great this year but
0: it does take history into account in many many ways and you can learn a lot and those people younger than myself and there's lots of them you may not have experienced much um you know, history is so poorly taught and whatever. Yeah. It gives a sense of going from the Second World War and, uh, you know, on into s- many of the things that as a world we've dealt with since then. And I like the Queen. I think she's a classy lady. I like- right. What
1: season are you in now? Uh,
0: well, we started with the first. Okay. We're not- I finished
1: it now, of course. And this year, I actually like it the best. And this is, this year is going into Prince Charles and Lady Di and all this. But the thing that was really interesting, and I'll say this, is last night, and it is on, on demand, Great Performances did 50 years of Masterpiece Theater. And Julian Fellows was interviewed, and he said, the reason it's so good, like Upstairs, Downstairs, Downton Abbey, these shows, is because even though the characters are so well-developed and it's kind of like a soap opera, they're telling all about history. And it's a very soft way that you get involved because of the beautiful writing, but you're also learning. It's the Mm -hmm. greatest medium. They should make these kids watch this stuff in school. Because, I mean, I remember being marched down to, to a theater to see Marie Antoinette with Tyrone Power and Norma Shearer And I, I mean, I knew everything. I was so interested in the French Revolution and that whole thing. And it was really a great movie. It was relatively accurate. But that's why The Crown is so, is so good. And they went through all the shows that were the most instrumental. And, uh, and I wrote them down because there's some, I heard of the name, but I never watched them. And now Mm -hmm. because of the pandemic, I'm going to put them on my Netflix list and watch them.
0: Right, right so i've been entertained and uh had a chance to catch up on some of my own projects and it's very that part is very nourishing in, in many ways so it's very complex and still i want all of us to be past this because it has its it has its underside which is very scary and can take people's lives you know
1: you feel i'm going to ask you kind of a question when the vaccine comes out are you going to be the first in line to take it if you can or do you want to wait and see how people do
0: well i'm not going to be the first but as soon as my uh, doctor says it's okay i will go you know yeah. I would like one medical opinion from somebody I trust. And if he says, well, gee, Barbara, with your particular background, I think if you could hold two months and wait for X vaccine, you know, I would honor him. Got a good, I would honor the science. Him, yeah. I trust. All right. Okay. Okay. So, um, but I do do visualizations. I do imagine myself in line going for the shot. Okay. All right. I think that's very healthy. It's always good to put positive energy and thought out there. Mostly. To- I,
1: yeah, I haven't even gotten my flu shot yet. Yeah. And I've always usually gotten it by October. But I don't know. It's just uh, things are just weird, you know. You just, I don't know. It's just I don't find myself thinking or doing what I would do normally. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's really, you know, it's going to be an adjustment for our brains to come back to a more normal setting, but we will do it. We, we very quickly acclimate mm-hmm. as humans, you yeah, know, I try to, it's so,
1: hard to acclimate when you're older though. We're not as wildly, you know, flexible and pushing the edge of the envelope <laughs> as we were when we were 30. That's for sure. You know, well,
0: that's for sure. Mm-hmm. We're wise and we have a lot of stored information in there.
1: Yeah, I know. I think I have to cut this open and <laughs> shake it upside down, and then I can yeah. a more stuff. in. Yeah. But why don't we segue now yes. a little bit more uplifting. How about let's talk about Thanksgiving a little yes, bit. Yes, let's talk about it. Okay. Well. Well. Um, we were going to talk over the years, like our memories. And um, actually, Thanksgiving was kind of weird for everybody this year. But I do have my tiny little group that, is kind of quarantined all by themselves So um, I, I had people here And it actually was really lovely Because for the first time I felt I didn't put any effort into it Which sounds ridiculous But I did go to culinary school And I always got to impress everybody And this year I just went I'm going to cook a regular dinner I didn't even put the timer in the turkey I, I made the basic stuff But of course, you know I put the zhuzh in it And it actually was so relaxing that I wasn't running around with turkey grease falling on the floor and, you know, all exasperated with stains on my shirt. It was like, I was very calm. And it was a really lovely, lovely time. And um, my family, my family were big traditionalists. So every holiday was really wonderful. And my mother was a great cook. And it was, we had lived in a beautiful home. And it was just it was just great. But um, before you tell your story, I used to do one thing and it sounds like the snobbiest thing I could say. And don't judge me, people. But I rode my whole life horses and I always we always had a fox hunt Thanksgiving morning and I would go hunting and my mother would they they would just say, why do you have to go do this? You're never gonna be here when, by the time we eat, you're gonna come in with smelly boots with horse manure on them and be all scuffed up and crazy. And I would go like, eh, you know, I'd go. There was a beautiful property in Middletown, Laura Harding's estate. And I used to hunt with the hidden hollow hounds. Well, my mother was right because one, one Thanksgiving, um, I was jumping a wall. It was like a stone little wall with my horse and he bolted and I went head first into the stone wall. And of course my horse took off and they all run by, you know, the, fa- the people hunting. And then my horse ran up and it didn't have a rider. So they got me. I ended up in the hospital for two weeks with amnesia. Oh. My, amnesia. I, didn't even, I didn't even know my parents. For oh my God. Was I, your I head? Never, I never, I never, oh yeah. I got beamed and I had a helmet on, but it broke the helmet. And, and that's how hard I hit this stone wall. But, um, yeah, that was a ruined Thanksgiving for my family because they sure. were medical center with me. So that's my, uh,
0: but you recovered completely. I would gather.
1: Oh, that's probably why I can't remember half the stuff down. No, I did. <laughs> I did. But i and that was one of, one of the many horse injuries that I, Yeah, if you're around horses, you're you're gonna get hurt.
0: How old were you with that one?
1: Um, I was in high school, I was freshman year high school.
0: Wow, yeah, gosh. Well, I um don't have anything in that category, but I will say that my mother was a wonderful cook, also with special things, and Thanksgiving dinner was an absolute treat. The turkey was moist, the stuffing was heavenly with mushrooms and walnuts and onion, all sorts of things. And she always made a jello mold. Oh, I love that. So, you know, somehow that was part of the-
1: uh, That was the time period. Yeah,
0: it was the time we always have string beans with the mushroom sauce on them. That was the time also. And um, I have one funny story. And um, I get a kick out of it every year, and it makes me so close to my parents. My parents, for whatever reasons, I have no idea why, because they were financially comfortable. My father was a professor, my mother was still teaching school when this would happen year after year. Their their, uh, oven went bad, and they could only use the top for pans, you know. uh, Yeah, like frying pan yeah, and stuff. Exactly. They never replaced it. I don't understand why. <laughs> they could go down in the basement and turn it on for something like a turkey or a roast, and then they would turn it off. So we would go to visit and we would sleep in the room that was next to the kitchen. And of course, because we were young and, and um, indulging ourselves that this was a mini vacation, just because my mother got up to start to stuff the turkey and everything we didn't and so my father my mother would say to my father now Harry go down and turn on the oven. <laughs> Don't forget watch your head, because he had to go down the stairs and he was six foot four and there was a current. Were a, a, oh. a corner and then it was lower. And we would just lie in bed and he'd say, okay, Bernice. And then we hear him start down the stairs. And the next thing we would hear was, ow! (laughs) Every time, huh? (laughs) My mother would say, I told you, Harry, watch it. And that was probably repeated many times. It was very cute. That is so strange. How did they turn Lebanon on from the basement? How do you do it, that? It's just, you know. They must it must, I honestly don't know. Oh, so you know, yeah. you know how there, there are things that you just live with in life. Yeah, you don't think about no, know, you know, and that yeah. was one of them. So okay. um, that was what happened in the old days. Now for my Thanksgiving this past week was also very sweet and pleasant because what my husband and I did it was just the two of us but we zoomed in invited and zoomed in many of his relatives and uh you know in families you can't put both sides together it's just like yeah. but knows each other and they wouldn't know what to say so we did Russell's side of the family and um Everyone we invited came in for at least 15 minutes. Okay. They stayed ate a couple of hours. Many didn't. They probably wanted to eat, you know, by themselves or whatever. But we got to see some babies we had never met. We got to see some kids. that, You know, you live away and you don't see people. And yeah. it's just, it gets a very weak fiber. And this kind of brought us together. And... Uh, it, it was wonderful. My my son and daughter, who don't live around here anymore, they came in and my daughter had her granddaughter, my granddaughters. It was really fun. And mm-hmm. this is, again, one of the amazing differences. If 20 years ago, there wouldn't have been this. Of course. How
1: did you do it, though, Barbara? Because your
0: computer is in this room
1: and your kitchen yes. is all away. Well, what did you do?
0: Well, actually, I had cooked things. Actually, it was very hodgepodge. It really was. I mean, I did have a turkey breast, and I made stuffing. But what we thought, what, what happened, and there was no going back, was we had to sit in here the three hours that we had invited people. And uh, we'd snack once in a while. I'd bring something in. But we ate like 5.30. That's the way we did it. There was no other way, because it right. wasn't insulting to people, like, we're going to go and sit in the dining room. You right, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, exactly. it, it, was, it was worth it. It was really worth it to but, just be with them. Very so, cool. Yeah. The other thing we were going to do, but maybe you already did it, was a strange story on Thanksgiving out of the past. And I have one.
1: That was the, my horse thing. Yeah yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So,
0: um, my brief story out of the past, which I had forgotten, I really had to kind of retrieve it, um, so it's, it's very unusual. Um, I was living up in, in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts, and one of the part-time jobs that I had was um, with a company that was a creative thinking company that did inventions, and uh, the man who ran it was extremely brilliant, William Gordon. He's now passed away many years, but he was a, a genius. You know, when you feel you're just sitting at the feet of one of those exceptional minds. Right. And um, what happened was, my parents came up, and or they were coming up, and my husband and I were newly married, and I was still working for Mr. Gordon part time. So something came up and I think I was so naive. I think it was wrong what we did, but I don't think it was something that'll be punished in heaven. I mean, it was just, just a kid, you know, just doing her thing. I mentioned to him that we didn't really have Thanksgiving plans and I think I was edging for an invitation, mm-hmm. okay? That's so smart, but hey, what did I know at 23, you know? so of course he responded you know he had a lot of manners and then he responded well i'm going over to so-and-so's house and and it's sort of an open deal i'm sure you and your parents and your husband can come and you know he made it sound like nothing like we were going to have hamburgers after we finished work you know because he had that level of bearing Mm -hmm. so i fell right into it (laughs) And off we went to his friend's house on Thanksgiving, the four of us, and guess who his friend was? Now, y- you know, young people, this may mean nothing, but I think you'll get it. His, young, his friend for many, many years was Al Cap, the great car. Oh, wow, yes. Yes. So, you right. know, here he's taking these drag-alongs to App's house. Oh wow. And um, we're introduced to him. And of course he was world famous for his little Abner cartoons and everything. And I think even controversial because of the way he embedded some political stuff within the cartoons. Um, And uh, he was gracious. And um, we all ended up around a, a. great big table and everything was warm and friendly. He had been born in New Haven. My father was born in New Haven. They were approximately the same age. He was Jewish, although he never, I guess he changed his name, but I think they had a little bit in common. And then my mother, who was still very stunning at that point um, for her day, you know, uh, the, I think Al Cap had a little crush on her. There was like a corner of the room where they seemed to be pretty happy, you know, talking and everything. Uh, and um, uh, so the day passed, and I had no regrets. till many years later, i I realized some of the um, you know, just the, the, you have to be so know a lot about life, to know when to. Put people on the spot and when not to. Yeah. You know, but so that is my secret life with Al Cap. I like it. Yeah. That was yeah. great.
1: That was great. I love that story. We can, we can do that. Um, we can do a show where we act accidentally or didn't know that somebody was going to be there like that. I have a story like that as well and uh but it has nothing to do with thanksgiving so maybe we'll save okay. that for another show oh
0: good it sounds yeah. great yeah, yes we'll
1: it. Right hear it. Now, where i showed up to a um a, a, a lunch with an interview of somebody for one of my films and um well i'm i kind of started telling you maybe yeah,
0: we can finish okay. the show okay. with you I, telling I, had me. A, I had a
1: documentary that i did snake hill and um For a big, long documentary, getting the music just really appropriate is very difficult, and that was very, very hard. Um, So we were interviewing people, and the man who did the soundtrack for Pollock, starring Ed Harris, was willing to meet us in New York. But the problem is, is a lot of people, even when they saw the movie, they couldn't channel the right music, but I found ultimately the greatest guy to do it. But he said to me, we're gonna, uh, we'll meet you in New York City for lunch. But my friend's in town and he's with me for the weekend. Would you mind if I brought my friend to lunch? And my partner and I said, no, you know, sure, who cares? You know, we're just going to talk to you and try to, you know, see what you're going to charge and if you could do it. Well, so my two partners were very much younger and they were not from the New York tri-state area. And we sat down to lunch and he said, This is my friend, David. Um, He's here for the weekend. And I don't know if you know it, but it was David Byrne, who's the head of the band, The Talking Heads. And he had a show on Broadway and everything. I mean, big musician, big group, The Talking Heads. And he didn't even introduce him like he was famous. He's like super famous, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I was the only one who knew who he was because my two younger female partners in the movie, they didn't know who that was because... I'm 20 years older than they are mm-hmm. you know so that was that was really strange and I, I did say to him you're David Byrne and he said yeah and it was just like he he was insignificant at the meeting and he was huge you know he he was he's a huge huge rock
0: and roll star so that was that was something yeah that, yeah 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 that's fascinating yeah um I think that people that huge, you know, still are very ordinary in many circles with their friends, right. and uh, when they're relaxing, and that's the way it is. Yep. You know? So well, why don't we talk about
1: um our the play? Yes,
0: let's do okay. that.
1: You want to de- just you want to describe your wild fantasy um, yes, that yes. Russell created in
0: a way? Well, this is the first of two. Um, the next one will be uh, focusing a little differently, but yes, it's a wild idea. My husband Russell and I um, were fascinated by the concept of altars. And we all have a certain amount of altars, you know, Sometimes it's just a change in mood, but we can be very different depending on where we are and what the circumstances are. So we started to play around with this concept and the name of uh, this particular play, because right now it will be a play. um, I hope it will move into also a film at some point um, is I, Uh, I had an affair with my husband, um, or did I, or did I? So what is the did I all about? It is all about a husband who is, who accidentally falls into a way to make his wife much more attracted to him. And the way he does it is with, an alter who suddenly appears with a different. You mean act, like an alter ego? Yes, an alter ego. If I know what an alter is, yeah. Right, who has a different background, and a different voice because of where he has grown up. This alter ego who is in this fellow's head, and um, there. I can't really go too much into it because it's too intricate. But when you see us perform it, you will understand the subtleties and um, the, the um, what it, it'll make you think a lot about how we behave as people and whether um, how far we take our fantasy life. And it's a lot of fun. It's just going to be an awful lot of fun.
1: And we we think we're not sure yet because we're it's it hasn't gotten a rehearsal, but we just finished casting it, and um, I believe that we're we're setting it for maybe a January fifth date. That mm-hmm. it will be on Facebook, so people will be able to see um, the play. And it's done well, Barbara. You've sent the script out to a couple places. It's done.
0: It's it's. It's done yes. very well, right? I'm amazed. I mean, it's really either been selected or got an award wherever it's gone so far. And I think we have to praise um, Frank Nuzzi for that, a lot of that because he writes a great script. I can go on and on and tell you all the details and the basic plot, but that is not the same as organizing a script.
1: Right yeah and we have a nice cast really uh, a really good cast and um it's 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 entertaining i mean it's a regular i think the play is
0: i don't know it's about 25 minutes long yeah it's about 25 27 minutes like the first one life is complicated right and actually the cast uh although the cast won't be exactly the same the same couple is portrayed in this one. In in life is complicated. They're younger. They're maybe in their very early thirties, um, and uh, she's trying to get pregnant. And there's certain issues going on. And life is complicated. And this one, they've moved ahead. They're probably closer to forty. And um, but it's a it, it can very well be the same couple and dealing with different attractions toward each other and the pull away from each other you know the what happens with seven year itch you know all these things life is complicated and never steady never totally steady in a couple in there so So
1: that's 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 an an endeavor that'll be we're rehearsing through december and then probably the first week of january if it works and
0: And it'll be easy for everyone to see it because you can watch it on YouTube, you can watch it on Facebook and I'll put it up, uh, we'll put it up on Vimeo um, so that people can, why not enjoy it? You know, this is a right. time to yeah. give, just give our gifts as best we have them to help each other through all this.
1: Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think we've covered a lot of stuff tonight. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ready to sign off yet? Or, I think so. yes.
0: We, I just wish that cat had walked by us again. Okay, she so.
1: was out here. Um, now yes. I have a dog, but
0: she, yes. she,
1: and she's laying on my bed asleep. Okay. But
0: that, well, was, uh, that yeah.
1: was
0: great. Yes. Yeah. It was great to have the <laughs> level of humor. Yeah. So, that was yes, wonderful. I will sign off. It was great talking to you as usual, Debbie. We have such Thank fun. You. And We'll say goodbye to everyone who's been watching us tonight. And we should be back in a couple of weeks. I mean, it's
1: kind of weird with the Christmas season coming up at Hanukkah, but watch for it on Facebook. We always, tonight I did post it a little late. I had the closing of the house today, so I was out doing that. But, um, you know, you look for it, and uh, we usually do it Monday or Tuesday night. So, you know.
0: Yeah. And if you, if you have a funny story, please uh, get in touch because we can either tell your story or even work out a way that you can pop on to Zoom for five minutes.
1: That'd be interesting.
0: If we're looking yeah. for yeah. interaction. Exactly. So, all right. Okay.
1: All right, so we want to thank Shared Universe as well for helping us all this time and, uh, and accommodating this and getting this tech stuff all together. And from our houses to yours, uh, have a wonderful week. And I think uh, we have light at the end of the tunnel here. Yes. Yes. All right. Bye for now, everybody. Okay. Bye bye.